Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Japanaholic Podcast. Podcast, right about topics all about Japan, anime, and games discussed by a certified Japanaholic. And this will be the once a month rendition of top anime news of the month. This one being April. And if you could believe it, we are already, what, five months? Four months out of 2021, working on our fifth month of this year. This year is already a quarter of the way done. Think about that. Think about that. Actually, if you don't like thinking about that, I don't. I won't force you. But just know that it has been quite a ride for this year. Um, comparing 2021 to 2020 is obviously going to be kind of like night and day. 2020 was a terrible year because everything was shut down. 2021 is kind of being that year where we're trying to uh, rebuild and open things back up. Um, I do want quickly before I go any further in this episode, I do apologize if I sound worse than what I've been in the past few weeks. There's a couple reasons as to why, uh, one of them being that I'm actually recording this when I'm fully awake, I guess. Uh, it is past midnight here, but I am awake, kind of. Uh, that's why I moved the new episodes to Thursday instead of Wednesday because of work. Like I said last week, uh, work just has it to where I am up at 7 in the morning and I'm dead tired recording podcast episodes which I don't find that fun, and my voice is killed by the time I start recording. So I give myself an extra day to wake up and actually be able to speak with not a very tired mind, if you can understand that. Thank you. Uh, the second reason being, um, I did get my second vaccine shot last week. And I don't, I don't want to say I'm still feeling the effects, but my throat, my back of the throat is kind of like sore, I guess you'll say not a sore throat uh tip like a typical sore throat but it just kind of hurts every once in a while to just like speak normally um and that may also be it may not be because of the vaccine i think it's because of allergies because spring is uh sprung and we're just a few months away actually a month and a half away from officially being into summer uh, so there's that. I wanted to get that out of the way. But let's go ahead, and I got many topics to talk about, including Demon Slayer again, because I cannot, I cannot not talk about top anime news and forget to mention Demon Slayer for a month or so. It has been a ritual that I talk about Demon Slayer on this podcast. Um... Again, I would also like to reiterate that I am not a massive Demon Slayer fan. I am not a hater as well. It is just something that I'm not interested in. Uh, but before we get into that, I have a few smaller topics that I want to talk about here, including some anime adaptations that have been um, announced. Uh... But before that, I want to talk a little bit about an anime festival, or at least an anime fair, uh, that is going on in Kyoto. Uh, the Kyoto International Manga Anime Fair is set to return this year in September. Official website for the Kyoto International Manga and Anime Fair confirmed on Friday, well, as of this, uh, 
post that the event will take place at the Miyako Messe Convention Center on September 18th and the 19th. Uh, I do want to also talk about Japan as a whole, uh, which would be the last uh, topic that I want to talk about. So that's a nice little seed planter for that uh, topic at the end of this episode. Uh, it has been announced. I'm going to start doing some announcements here. This one was this anime adaptation was announced back in early of April, but the fantasy comedy manga Konohila Mandokusai uh, is getting a TV anime adaptation. Kodokawa announced on Wednesday that the healer, this healer, is a handful, is getting a manga adaptation. Hope or uh, excuse me, t- uh, anime adaptation, not manga adaptation. Sorry. Hopefully, a season and not like a like a like a twenty three minute episodic season or whatever. The reason why I want to talk about this is because uh, I believe uh okay so Kodokawa uh did publish some of the volumes um. The third volume has been is the latest one that has been out for a couple weeks now. And I do recommend this manga because of two reasons. One, it's actually a really hilarious and very intriguing manga to read. Second reason is because of the um the group that I am in. Uh there's a group that I'm in for scanning mangas and stuff like that. Because if you don't know, I am a typesetter and I have typeset some mangas that aren't officially published. Uh, this one was uh, published by NTS staff, and as well as it moved over to Shigadori Scans, which I worked for typesets for both of them. So I have worked, actually, if you look at some of the chapters online, uh, I have worked with uh, some of them before. I don't think I've ever worked on Healer per se, but uh, I think... I don't think I don't think I don't <laughs> there's I've done so many chapters it's hard for me to remember. Uh I do think um I do remember doing a couple chapters of Dragon Hero and uh Meguro Sad which me and Alex have talked about before but I don't think I've ever done a typeset for Healer yet. I confuse a lot of the stuff that we've done before in the past. So um Either way, I know this manga quite well. I've read all the chapters, obviously. It is super, super awesome. And I'm so happy that this manga adaptation... Or, yeah, this manga is getting adapted. Hopefully, like I said, into a... uh, Like a, a season, okay? Like, with 24 episodes and stuff like that. Now, I know there's been a couple of announcements already in the month of May that I definitely want to talk about. But as I'm saying this... And recording this on the 5th of May, I have to stop myself from talking about any articles published officially in May. Uh, and save it for next month. That's how it always is on here. I may break that that break that rule every once in a while, but that's a that's a hard that's a hard rule for me to break for myself. Um Eden's Zero anime uh adaptation will be on Netflix outside of Japan sometime in the fall. Uh, this was adapted before and premiered on Netflix and 
Hulu um, while it was streaming during its time period in the month of April. Uh, however, it looks like you, it's difficult to watch this on Netflix and so on and so forth um, outside of the time period that it was streaming on. But it looks like it will release on Netflix outside of Japan sometime this fall. And there's no release date that I can see on this article right here. Um, I don't, I really wasn't like a massive fan of, uh, Eden Zero or the work that, uh, some of the other, uh, works is based off of, but I think Eden Zero, if I remember correctly, was one of the bigger, uh, bigger shows that was looking to be, uh, adaptated and stuff like that. Now looking at this article more, it looks like you could only watch it in Japan, uh, in terms of streaming. So there's that. Now then, let's talk about some um, endings, okay, and mangas. Now, I'm going to talk about only one that I feel like is going to be the biggest... How should I say this? We've lost a, a, a great soldier for us today here. Um, it hasn't ended yet, but it has been announced that it's going to end this month. On the 27th of May, it's final either final chapter release or final volume release. I've had a lot of mangas ending in the past few weeks that I've associated myself with, and it's kind of been a little hard to go by. Uh, Not on me already ended. Eurocap ended. Uh, what was another one that ended? New Game ended as of recently. Uh, Hitori Bochi ended, I think, this month, actually, if I remember correctly. A couple weeks ago, its final chapter was released and stuff like that. It only ran for 100 chapters uh, for that series, and it was awesome. Like, it was a good way to end the series, although I wanted to see more, but it's not like it left it on a cliffhanger, which that's, I guess, a good thing. But none of that will compare to the end of Aramaga Sensei. Oh, boy. The final, <laughs> the final light novels and manga will be released in the magazine's next issue on the 27th of May. I, uh, still waiting for a second season. That's all I'm going to say. Um, outside of, um, outside of that, Kodakawa uh, has acquired a publishing company here in the United States called J Novel Club. Uh, Kodakawa intends to strengthen, as it says here in this article, strengthen its ebook business and drive further expansions of its light novel business in the English market through this acquisition and the reinforcement of J Novel Club's collaboration with Bookwalker, which, you know, Bookwalker owns everybody in this. Uh, in this industry, apparently. Um, I don't know what to think of this. As again, I've said this before. Uh, said this before earlier <clears throat> that I work with some a scan group that does all that good stuff. If you've ever been on manga decks, uh, you've seen this kind of stuff before with uh people who have scanned the stuff, which is. You know, they've got the, they, they've taken the Japanese versions and they've translated it and they've done all that sort of stuff and they've put it on the website. 
Um, I am all for that kind of stuff because I work for stuff like that, and I flip into hate when companies try to like go out of their ways to like shut down this kind of stuff and stuff like that. It's happened before, um, and I've never been a big fan of that. You know, especially if it's uh for. How should I say this? I've never been a big fan of, like, seeing uh, mangas stopped being adaptated online because they've gotten, like, a uh, a publisher or whatever. Because the whole thing about manga decks is um, it's kind of accessible everywhere. You could read all different kinds of mangas no matter where you're from. But if a, uh, one of those mangas that you're reading on, manga... manga decks. I, I want to say Mog Rock, but that is definitely not what I'm thinking of. Anyways, if one of those mangas gets picked up by a publishing company, um, then it ends up kind of becoming a bad thing. I know pirating is like a bad thing in, in, in the anime industry, but at the, at the same time though, uh, not a lot of people can afford to um, buy, okay, these kinds of things. Because a full-fledged volume of a series is 10 bucks. As somebody who has a shit ton of physical copies of a lot of stuff like EuroCamp, New Game, Old Maidens, and Your Savage Season. Like I said, I could go on and on because my collection is ever so growing I mean I haven't <clears throat> excuse me I haven't bought anything in a while but I've probably got at least 300 maybe 500 dollars upwards of that in terms of money that I've spent on physical copies of books and stuff like that like I said I understand that supporting the original copies like a great thing and stuff like that to me it's kind of like comparing it to watching somebody on YouTube, but in order to support them, the only way you're going to support them is by donating $10 for a soup for like a super chat, which not everybody can do. You know, a lot of people on YouTube will say like, just if you're just here, if you're just watching, or if you, if you know me or something like that, that's enough support that I'll need. I've seen a lot of YouTubers say that sort of stuff. So I don't know. That's just the mindset that I've gone through. Um, I don't know what's going to happen between Kodokawa and the the acquisition of J-Novel Club. They're a pretty big company, J-Novel is. And it looks like they're, um, they're going to start making Bookwalker have a lot more light novels in their system. Like I said, I've never used Bookwalker. I have never cared enough to use Bookwalker because all the stuff on Bookwalker I could read on Magadex and still support the author just as well as I could just spending maybe three cents. I don't know. I'm, I'm not a big fan of Bookwalker, if you couldn't tell by this episode already. So let's talk about Demon Slayer, shall we? We got to talk about this sort of stuff. I want to talk about this because uh, it has been quite the ride in terms of Demon Slayer. Just talking about it every every other month still amazes me about this movie. So the Demon Slayer movie, this one I'm going to talk mainly about 
uh, outside of Japan. Uh, inside of Japan, this movie has still made roughly 40 million yen worth of revenue, which is, well, I, I don't know what to say to that. That's a, that's a shit ton of money. Outside of that, tickets outside of Japan rack up to almost 9 million total tickets. That's a lot of people who want to watch this movie. And I actually know a couple friends of mine from high school that have texted me saying that they've seen this movie because it was uh, airing in our theaters. Uh, the, the theater that's actually near me. Uh, which is actually really cool. Um, again, it kind of upsets me that not a lot of uh, anime movies are coming to theaters again. I still was hoping that the Made in Abyss movie would come back into theaters once everything started opening back up. Boy, has I have I been fucking wrong this entire time. Uh, then, in terms of the United States, Demon Slayer has actually earned the second highest opening for an anime film outside of the United States. The first one being the first movie of Pokemon. In the United States alone, Kimetsu no Yaiba has earned roughly $21 million in the box office. Okay. Uh, the, the weekend that it was opening was as well as the opening weekend for the new Mortal Kombat movie, which Demon Slayer ranked second on between that head-to-head -head battle. Uh, I kind of felt like Mortal Kombat was going to be the better film out of the out of those two in terms of revenue. Because let me tell you, Mortal Kombat is pretty big here in America. Probably wherever you're listening to this as well, if you're outside of America. But yeah, it has been it's been quite the journey trying to uh not see Mortal Kombat spoilers on Twitter. Uh I don't necessarily plan on watching the movie in the near future, but probably sometime soon I do want to watch it because I've always been a, a little, a nice little fan of uh, Mortal Kombat. Uh, so I'm going to go with the last two topics here real quick. I only have two more to talk about. I only wanted to talk about the fact that Demon Slayer has earned a lot of money in Japan and outside of Japan, and as well as it sold a crap ton of tickets, and it's the number two uh, in terms of opening for anime films. Now, I'm not so sure how it's doing outside of that. I think it may be somewhere in the top 10, obviously, because it is absolutely crazy big. Uh, I'll have to maybe follow that up next month if I can get more information on that uh, this month. So, let's talk about everybody's favorite comfy show, Eurocamp. Now, April was a pretty busy month for this show. Because of the fact that it ended uh, its second season with confirming uh, 2022 to be the released the release year, at least, for the movie. Which, if that one's not coming to theaters, ah, there's going to be some tents flying and there's going to be a whole lot of rioting by just one person. And that one person being me. Because let me tell you, this, this needs a theatrical release in 2022. Uh... Let me see, what else was there? Okay, the second uh, campsite for their VR game was released, which I've bought and I have yet to play because I've been so lazy and also busy at the same time. I don't know how those two correlate with each other, but that's just how my mindset has been for the past couple of days. 
that I really haven't had the opportunity to throw up my uh, Oculus Rift and... Is it an Oculus Rift? Yes, I don't know. Why did I forget that? Uh, I just haven't been, like, motivated to put on my VR headset. I know I can play it without it, but, I mean, I don't know. I think I also bought it for my Nintendo Switch. I do remember... Yeah, I think I bought it for the Nintendo Switch. Or it may have been Mototsu that I've bought. I don't remember. Um... But I did buy a Nintendo Switch in the month of, um, um, the month of April, I think. Either April or March, I bought the Nintendo Switch, and I've used it to play a lot of stuff and stuff like that. Uh, I do recommend, before I actually talk about your camp, I do actually recommend Of Rice and Ruin. I saw Ina from Hololive play that game, and I was like, damn, this looks very fun. And I started playing it, I was like, wow, this is very fun. Huh. I've spent most of my time on Nintendo Switch either playing Mario Kart or Motorsport Manager. Don't I don't know why Motorsport Manager has me so addicted to it, but it's just like, damn, I I can do this over and over and over and not get bored of anything. And I've played it for like several hours straight. And I've played a lot of stuff. Now people have been asked or like people have been talking about Monster Hunter Rise, but I don't know why, but I cannot for the life of me play that game. I just I don't no, I, I think I just suck at the game to like, I, I just suck at the game, I guess. Because I tried to do a level one quest and I couldn't even pass that without dying like a few times. Because I don't, I, I think I just, I don't know, I don't know what to blame. So I'm just going to say the game sucks. No, okay. Uh, I think it's just because I have not gotten the, the hang of the, um, the, the the combat mechanics so that there may be that there may, that may be the reason uh so I've, i haven't touched that game in forever uh i have breath of the wild and i have splatoon 2 i do enjoy breath of the wild for the couple of minutes that i have played on it though i haven't played much of it but i will play a lot of it soon i was hoping ghost of tsushima would be on um on the Nintendo Switch, but damn it, it is not. I'm a little upset. However, one game that is coming on Nintendo Switch is Eurocamp's newest game, which, weirdly, I think, is going to be a visual novel game, and it's going to be super different from what I imagined this um, this series was going to get. So, Mages is making this uh, this game. And Mages is also known for making that quintessential quintuplets game that also went on the Switch not too long ago as well. And they're titling this game, Have a Nice Day. Mick Foley's going to have a ball game with that wrestling reference, If for those people who don't know. Uh, this one will, this game will release for some reason, not on the PlayStation 5, but on the PlayStation 4 and the Nintendo Switch on the 30th of September. The Gentle Camping Adventure game will have a normal, limited, and da uh, download editions. Limited edition will include a Churro Cube pullback car toy of Dean and her scooter and a game soundtrack. Can I buy that? I want to buy that. <laughs> um, I am looking forward to this because um, you do have the two VR games, but both of those games combined 
only last for about an hour at the least, you know, to go play it like once. And then, you know, you, you could play it again and again and again, but you're just repeating the same stuff over and over and over, which, I mean, it's whatever, you know, Gem Drops had to make something out of thin air. They only had like a few months to make a VR game, which that's not, that's not easy to do. I'll tell you that it's not easy to do. I don't know what this game is going to be about in terms of, because by the looks of things, I think it may be like a visual novel route where you're going to have like several different kinds of situations. I don't know what these situations could escalate to, but that's what I'm looking forward to doing. I'm, I, there is no planned release date outside of Japan, but God will have his... <laughs> I don't know what I'm saying here. Let me rephrase this. I am going to get my hands on this game one way or another. I will go on Amazon Japan and buy this game and have it shipped to me. Uh, I will wait the extra month. Actually, by the release date of this, I would have to wait only a few weeks until I go to my trip to Japan. Assuming that nothing gets canceled for the 15,000th time. Uh, but if I end up going to Japan, which is in the middle of October, I may actually be able to get myself a little copy of this game if I decide to wander into a game store in Osaka, where my trip is taking place at during that time. Uh, if not, then I, I'll have to resort to going on Amazon and hope... And Get that game shipped to my door and waiting about three months for that. Also, I also wanted to say this in uh, since I'm talking about shipping and international shipping. I bought three figurines, I think either on Christmas or Thanksgiving. I can't, I think, yeah, it was Christmas. I remember. I bought three figures uh, for Christmas and they shipped to my door not even like a week ago. Actually, about a week and a half ago. Like, it has been how many months until I got those figurines? I had a Shimanine figure, obviously. I had an Ina figure from Eurocap. And then I had a Yui Yui Gahama figure shipped to my door. All made by Good Smile. And oddly enough, this was before I saw there. Because there's a, a documentary on NHK that I watched about Good Smile. And just talking about their process and how they were treating the pandemic and stuff like that. I thought that was absolutely interesting. And then they, I love this part too. There's a part in that documentary where they're interviewing a worker and they have an actual, and I'm not sitting here when I say this, he, this guy had a poster of Eurocamp on his, in his room. I shit you not. I, I, <laughs> Oh, fuck it. I had a uh, Leonardo DiCaprio moment when I saw that Yoke poster. I was like, oh my god, I saw that. <laughs> it was... I love it. You know? And then the three figurines by themselves are fucking awesome, okay? Uh, they're they're a hassle to work with because those are the... Like the uh, in terms of those kinds of figures, like Good Smile, when you could replace parts and move parts and stuff like that. That's my first kind of figurine. All the other figurines that I've had are like the, the cheap figurines that are like the way that they are is the way that they are. And if you try to do anything about it, you're breaking a $200 figure. Don't ask. I mean, I got the, the other figurines in my room for like, what? Like they're 50. I bought them for 50% of what they're worth. 
So I want to assume that um, there, <laughs> since I paid like $50 for each. No, I think $50 total. I don't know. I, I It's been such a long time since I bought those that I can't really say. But I know they're worth quite a lot of money, especially the three that I just bought as of a couple weeks ago. Uh, we're going to have to go from talking about happy, good smile stuff to not so happy stuff here. We're going to talk about COVID-19 and, uh, the country of Japan, because again, they have entered a state of emergency in four of their prefectures, Hyogo, Kyoto, Osaka, and Tokyo. Uh, however, as of right now, it has not been confirmed that they're going to extend this, but next week... And by next week, I mean next week, next Tuesday, uh, the state of emergency is set to end unless things don't get any better there. Um, <clears throat> I don't know how long ago it was. I think it may have been a couple weeks ago when I published the episode talking about um, Corona. It exactly. Oh, yeah, exactly a month ago. Wow. Okay. I just now looked at my my history uh, or my episodes list online. Um, I said that I was hoping I wasn't jinxing anything when I was talking about that episode. I, I think I may have jinxed a lot of stuff. Uh, there's a little bit of good and a little bit of bad to come out of everything that I've been seeing in the past couple days in terms of international travel. Uh, I have seen, let me actually look and confirm. Now, when I, when I'm talking about this stuff, I am going to break a little bit of what I was talking about earlier in terms of the rules. Uh, a couple of the articles I will talk about are going to have to deal with some of, um, uh, articles published how a couple days ago. Um, I have seen that Japan's looking to open up their borders in the middle of the summer, possibly before the Olympics, even to um, people who have the vaccine passports, which I believe would be in the UK and stuff like that. I could be wrong, but that's just all I've been seeing for the past couple of days. And it's a little like a, the worst part about wanting to internationally travel is looking up the news of when you can because if you just look up on Google international travel news and then just keep looking at the news, there's a string of uh, article. There's like a string of days where it's going to be all like, oh, well, international travel is quicker than you expect or it's going to return quicker than you expect. And then there'll be another string of days where it's like international travel is farther than you expect. You know what I mean? It's like, I hate it. And that's just how news works. So there's that. Um, for those who uh, don't really know so much about state of emergencies in Japan, uh, it is basically the government will ask, not really force, but just ask the uh, a lot of establishments to close early. Uh, and by early, it's like 8, 8 p.m. every day. Um, it's just... It's a little, it's just pretty much the government will be all like, hey, it's recommended that you close down at 8 o'clock and don't go out afterwards or something like that. Just don't travel. You know what I mean? Uh, it's only kind of like recommended, I guess you'll say. Not really required. Um, I can't really talk too much about that. If you really necessarily want to 
what a podcast episode with a lot more details as to the pandemic in Japan. Um, I do recommend going on to either YouTube or actually on Spotify. They are on Spotify now that I thought about it. Uh, and if you look up Small Talk Japan, no way am I affiliated with those guys. But hey, if they want me to collaborate, I'm all free. No. <laughs> um, Small Talk Japan's done a real good job of uh covering the pandemic in one of their earlier uh earlier released episodes. Talking about the talking about the pandemic and stuff like that. Actually, I think it may have been one of their newer episodes. I don't remember. But I listened to that episode and I thought that that was a real good um episode. And uh gave off a lot of information and stuff like that. As well as they were really comedic in a way. A lot of, very good sense of humor. Uh that is all for April. But like I said, um there's a lot of news already for um the month of may uh in fact as soon as i'm talking about it literally i just read that japan may extend that state of emergency so great uh great uh i have to talk about a lot of these uh earlier what's it called articles here around sometime soon because there's a lot of stuff going on. I thought eight, I, uh, I, what, what, what month was it? February? Some, some earlier month, I said that it was like a very busy in terms of news. Now, this one's looking very, very busy. So we'll see what happens then. But for now, I'll leave it off with what I've talked about already. Um, I don't know what I'll be talking about next week, though. So keep an eye out on the podcast for that. Uh, thank you all so much for tuning into this podcast, whether you're listening to this on Stitcher or on uh, iTunes or Spotify or wherever else you get your pods. Uh, I will be back same time next week. And by the same time next week, I mean Thursday to do it all over again. But for now, stay safe in this wonderful world. I'm a Taylor, the certified Japanaholic, signing off. Good night. <laughs>